Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. That's PTSD from our childhood. Like every single time I threw remotes at the TV. I I saw that twice a year for 17 years. Rando. <laughs> we have this trust built uh, on, you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever Brandon Bean's drinking over there. And Pat. How'd you like to be Trevor Lawrence, though? You're like, all right, man, here I go. First overall pick, I'm going to Florida. And then it's like, you just signed up for a job. And in the interview, they were like, oh, we like to have a lot of fun here. You know, and then you get to job the first day of work and the entire cubicle's on fire and your boss is taking a dump on the carpet. Uh, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. Yo, yo. You can find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. We're lucky to be part of the Buffalo Rumblings uh, carousel of magical things. Of ever-changing definitions. <laughs> yeah. But how are you guys doing? singing it to Mr. John Kennedy. You know. Pat Cap. Thank you, friends. I had a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we found the solution because you like no one knows what to do when they're getting happy birthday sung to you. So (laughs) just just sing something back. Tell everybody to shut up and sing the last line by yourself and just echo something (laughs) back and be like, now it's your turn to feel uncomfortable. Like that's, that's funny. That's good. Pat is rocking, rocking an awesome brand new Josh Allen jersey right now. Looks Thank you, mom and dad. Almost as good <laughs> as Josh himself in that jersey. Twenty five now, Pat. Twenty five. I'd like to say I'm I'm, I'm one third of the way through. I don't want to live much past seventy five. Honestly, man. <laughs> Back in the yeah. day, you used to say what twenty seven. I used to think what? I was only going to live to twenty seven. Which <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, I've lived a charmed life. So, but um, I yeah. hope you make it to seventy five, man. Yeah, man. Hey, the way the world's going, dude, I'm just happy. I hope we all make it to 75. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey, well, we made it to episode 60, which is this one actually. And yes. uh, we haven't, we haven't, like, we had episode 50. It came and went, and we forgot that it was episode 50. So this is our, our makeup for that. But we'll be, it's, I, I need to do the math on how far away the season is because I feel like it's going to be like episode 100 at that point. So take however many weeks it is until the season starts. 40, and it'll be a hundred because we're five months away, four weeks per month. That's eight episodes Ish, a month. Know? Eight times four is yeah. 40 plus 60 is a hundred. Nice. Uh, interesting. Nice. Call me in nine episodes. Oh, 
Brandon, he's a, he's a, he's a high school tennis coach and I'm sure his kids would really get a kick out of that. So I, I'm in a dark path of this immature humor right now. It's kind of like, I hear a lot of it and, uh, you know, I have to try not to laugh sometimes. But. Amen. That's why we're fans of uh, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. There you go. Well, we had some big news announced today. The The stadium deal went through. I'm sure you guys have seen this already. Since this episode is coming out on Wednesday, we're uh, taping on Monday night. But yeah, big news. Uh, bills are going to be in Buffalo for the next foreseeable future, 30 years. Details came out as kind of expected and, and speculated for the last few months. Open air, grass field, which I love. That's like my favorite thing about it. Um, covered seats, the whole shebang in Orchard Park across the parking lot. But yeah, some of the some of the money details came out. Brandon, do you have some more on that? Yeah, so I also saw that it will be tailored to fit a soccer field. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah, that. Oh yeah, that's cool. I did see that. So they want to try to international have... friendlies, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be cooler to bring in like qualifiers or uh, Olympic qualifiers or World Cup qualifiers or even an MLS team. I know Detroit has an MLS team. Nashville just got one not too long ago and they they're building. I don't know if it's done yet or not, but they are building a dedicated major league soccer stadium at the the fairgrounds in Nashville. A lot of this is pretty cool. The teams want dedicated stadiums like Toronto has a dedicated stadium. Uh, LA has a dedicated stadium. New York has a dedicated stadium. Um, right. But those are so know, much bigger markets. And, and honestly, I mean, the, the Nashville team, uh, they played in the Titan stadium for most of the time anyway. And honestly, like, I'm not sure what it was. I mean, that was a nice big grass field too. So honestly, if I'm the MLS beggars can't be choosers, but Buffalo has a big soccer market and, uh, does it though? Yeah. There's a lot. I've never of watched soccer a soccer game Buffalo. other than Oakfield, Alabama girls varsity soccer. <laughs> to be honest with you, man. No, Empire United runs through Buffalo. They have Western New York flash. They, they had the rhinos and oh, the rhinos. Yeah. Are they yeah. still going on? I don't even know. They were like MLS <laughs> champions at one point. I'm pretty sure. I don't even know. I can't even talk about it. This is, we are not qualified to talk soccer on a football podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're barely qualified to talk bills. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that's just, there'll be another revenue stream. I mean, if you're not having a dome where you could have 250 days of use instead of 30, you have to find ways to get people into this place. Because right now, if you drive by the stadium, there's nothing there. There's actually a gas station which I frequently visited and would get their pizza on the corner on my way over to the school across the street from the stadium. But it's vacant. It's barren. Nobody's over there. Um, But this new stadium will be across the street adjacent to ECC, uh, which is our staff parking lot right now, which is curious because they're going to have to like flip flop how that's going to work. Oh, so there's an ECC in Orchard Park. Yeah. They have a South Towns campus. It's, I think it might be their biggest campus. It's bigger than, the, oh, one downtown the one on Main sure. Street, yeah. And the one on Main Street is by the Y there, um, right over there. But so they're going to be using that land. Uh, the state, this is where it gets interesting. State is funding six hundred million. The county is funding two hundred and fifty million. The Pagulas are paying three hundred and fifty mil, and the NFL has agreed to a two hundred million dollar loan to the Pagulas, which can be forgiven over the course of the next ten years, which is interesting. Um, but I did some math, right? So I did my senior thesis for my bachelor's degree on how stadiums and professional football teams affect the towns that they call home. And it was super interesting to me 
to learn about the public finances that go involved in this, right? So Buffalo, the total amount of public funds going into the stadium is $850 million, which is the most ever used uh, in a project for a sporting arena. Um, the Rams got $750 million, but they left their city to get it. Obviously, they had to leave um, to go from California. Well, Los Angeles Rams, Las Vegas. Oh, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. You're talking about, okay, sorry. Pardon me. I'm sorry. Uh, the Raiders to get what $750 million for their $5 billion stadium. Uh, with a nightclub in it, right? Um, Atlanta got 214 million. Minnesota got almost 500. San Fran got a little over 100. Dallas got 440. Indy got 620. And Arizona got 346. Um, so those are some staggering numbers when you look at the public money for it. And Buffalo's breakdown. I thought this would be cool because I know a lot of people are curious to see what it would cost individually. So I did the math. New York State residents, the total funding from New York State residents is $600 million. So I did $600 million and I divide it by the $19.8 million in our entire population. It comes out to be $33 out of the per person per capita of tax dollars that goes. $33 a person. Now, if you live is in... Is that $33 per taxpayer or per person? Per, ta- per person. Per- Per person. Per person. That's not counting children. Yeah, there's probably like only probably like 40% of people in New York State are taxpayers, TBH. So then when you look at Erie County, it's the same thing. It's uh, you you take the 250 million and you divide it by about 900,000. And uh, that comes out to be $303 per person. So that's what, you know, you're looking at. And it's going to be a little higher than that, right? Let's see. I didn't even think about the taxpayers. Was, how many taxpayers are there in New York City? In New well, York the State? metropolitan Erie County has 1.2 million people. Right. And this is all going to be composed of a state budget. So it's really just breaking down. I mean, the average taxpayer pays a lot more than that in their, their county and state taxes per year. So I, it's it's kind of hard to tell. what It's not like, okay, I would be paying this much and I'm going to be paying $303 extra this year because of the stadium or anything like yeah. that. I mean, none you know, of us own be... property in Erie County anyways, so not a huge right. deal. But And it's over the course of 30 years, uh, this has to be paid for. So I was kind of surprised at that number. I thought it was going to be higher per person, but obviously we know that the math is subjective a little bit here, but even then, um, that's never a good sentence. The math is subjective. <laughs> well, cause it's all, it's all, you might yeah. get people Stats that, are subjective, you know, though they the are. tax right. brackets, no, subjective, your income, subjective, you write what you write off is subjective. So all right. that well, it's all, it's all very exact, but it's just, it's hard to mass calculate something like yeah. that because it's yeah. different per person. So not like subjective per se, but like yeah. just infinitely complicated. <laughs> it was just interesting to me because I'm not a hater. We need a stadium where we have to, we all enjoy it in the city. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I don't Buffalo like here the, for the next 30 years. Like the bills yeah. are here for the next 30 years, at least that's, like, right. that's that, my that's kids will see deal. this team play. Hopefully they will in this stadium, hopefully in this stadium. And I just, you know, it sucks that my boat hit the back of my car because I hit a pothole so hard that it popped off the trailer and rammed into my hatchback on the throughway. Um, that's unfortunate that that happened to me in Erie County and we couldn't use any more money on the roads or <laughs> the fact that New York state childcare between Buffalo, Rochester and Syracuse mark 
three of the top five highest child poverty rate in the city or in the country, even in the state yeah. here. Well, right? Buffalo and is the cheapest city to live in in the United States, believe it or not. But there's a lot of, we could talk about this all day. This is separate, right? The social boundaries of the money that your government spends and what else it could be used on. We all should agree that it's not a fair shake. The NFL is not a fair shake. They all do this. The owners do this to every city that you're in. But as a fan and a consumer of the content, as a producer of the content, as an employee of the franchise, uh, I'm okay with it because, you know, every day we're trying to make the city better yeah. and uh, it depends, you know, it's all wishy-washy and we all need the Bills. So and You know how many connections had to be pulled though too? I mean, you got to think Roger Goodell grew up being a Bills fan. He did. He's from Jamestown, went to Syracuse. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York State, is from Buffalo, grew up a Bills fan. So you got to think, listen, if these people weren't working together, there's a potential that this team isn't even here anymore. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but if it was taken out of my paycheck and I looked down and it said Buffalo Bills check, whatever, $30, even if it was every paycheck, I'd be like, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> no, you know? you're right. You're right. And, and if you're yeah. looking at it from a pure economic standpoint, do you know the amount of money the GDP would take a total for Erie County if you didn't have the Buffalo Bills? So, you know, it what? was so interesting because there's like, when I was doing my research, this paper was like 40 something pages long and it turned into like an hour presentation. And there's only maybe three or four markets in all of pro sports that can justify financially that their sports franchise affects their city in a positive way. And the money could not be used. Like the opportunity cost for the money is not being hurtful. And Buffalo is one of those cities because of how the city reacts on Sundays. The whole city shut down. I mean, if you ever drive downtown, Chippewa is blocked off. Allen's blocked off. Uh, you know, yeah. Ferry's blocked off. Because they all have block parties. Everybody's in the street. The bars are packed. Every pizza takeout place is busy and it's full. You have Uber drivers driving people to and from the stadium. You have game day employees making extra money. You have, you know, the notoriety of Buffalo being, a, you know, this blue collar town. Give it some attention. But it's just tough because I don't know if you're going to do it. I want it to be perfect. And I don't think this is perfect. They're cutting seats from the stadium. They're cutting about 10,000 seats. It's going to cause the price to go up. It's just going to make it harder to go to a game. And the PSLs are always tough because it's yeah. going to be... You have now, to who, has the cheap, who has the cheapest tickets though right now for any... Out of any NFL franchise, can you look that up and tell it's, me? It's probably Buffalo. It is Buffalo. So it's probably Buffalo. All yeah. relative, you know. Yeah, but but it's also the fact that you have to pay a thousand dollars just to have the opportunity to buy a season ticket is stupid to me. Yeah. The, the, that's just always been like that everywhere, and uh, it's just tough. But Buffalo is one of the cities. Green Bay is one of the cities. Pittsburgh might be one of the cities. It's just these other places that are just diehards, right? Like Lambeau Field owned for, by the people in Lambo, right? They're publicly traded, whatever. We talked about that on here before. Um, right. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, Buffalo. The only reason that Buffalo is the quote unquote smallest market in the NFL and Buffalo is the, the least valued team when they're estimating team value, like what it would sell for if it was sold tomorrow is because of Buffalo's smaller population, like per capita, there's more bills fans than, you know, it's a dense population of football fans. And also yeah. you see that, reflected in TV ratings, more people, you know, per capita, this is more people in Buffalo watch the Super Bowl than in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati hasn't been in the Super Bowl since what? 89. 
Something before like that. last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, it's not even just football. We we lead the NHL in ratings every year. It's not even close. And yeah. NBA Buffalo loves their sports. The NCAA basketball tournament was sold out of their stadium. They had more fans downtown than they had in a long time. And the you know the hockey, the college hockey, the college basketball. Buffalo is very much a sports town. So if you took away one of these teams. I mean, I, I would move. I would not be here. Like for a fact, absolutely. I mean, I like the city and all, but like half of my identity is the Buffalo Bills. So yeah. Like. And speaking <laughs> as somebody who is a is a transplant now and moved, you know, I'm in Nashville. Like I like I miss Buffalo all the time, and you know, it's like it it becomes an even bigger part of your identity when you do move away because yeah. it's like where are you from like if i see another bills fan like i'm going to say something to that person if they're wearing bills gear like you say go yeah. bills like that's the code you know it's like the code that's the mafia you know yeah but well i mean yeah. you figure it, it it does seem like it's not a lot but then you you consider i mean you're looking at the buffalo metro population is about 1.2 million okay uh rochester metro population is about um, it's, it's just about 1,075,000 Syracuse Metro population is over a million. So, I mean, you are talking close to 4 million fans right there in three Don't major forget cities. Ontario. And Toronto. Search Toronto. And Toronto. Toronto. Yep. A lot of dudes from you, Hamilton, which is pretty big city too. Hamilton, St. Catharines. They all love that. I probably take 30% Canadian fans when I'm at the game pushing wheelchairs, like a high yeah. number of fans. When the border was open, it was a lot of Canadians coming over to the, and that's that you see that with the Sabres losing almost 10,000 season ticket holders because they can't get across the border. I mean, the Sabres exist because of how close they are to Toronto and Hamilton and Ontario. And we're, we're, we're as Canadian as you can be American. Like they are (laughs) all my friends that are from downstate. They just say that you guys are just, you're basically Canadians, just excessively nice Americans. But, um, (laughs) <laughs> we're so, one of the uh, only places in the country where you can well you guys i mean i'm not there right now but the only place in the country one of the only places in the country where you can just drive due west and end up in canada like that's kind right. of a weird thing to say when you think about it like that but yeah anyway so i'm, I'm excited about the stadium uh 2026 is when it's supposed to open uh brandon you got something else Sorry. i got no the last part that i have on this is erie county owned the stadium prior which leased the stadium to the state, which leased the stadium to the NFL. So it was like this whole quirky chain of events. But now Erie County is transferring the ownership of the stadium to the state, which previously the county leased to the state, which subleased to the bills. If that makes any sense to you guys. Yeah, it's because uh, the lawyers doing the process of... Um, this exchange probably make a lot of money. Well, think about it too. I mean, if, if Erie County is leasing it to the state, they're getting more money for the city and then the city gets that money, but then the state gets the money from the NFL, which internally comes back to the city theoretically in general. But now, I mean, the state's paying almost double plus what the county's paying. So they're like, yeah, we own this. So (laughs) that's funny. Well, uh, we had a good Twitter debate going on today. Tweeted a picture, like one of those concept drawings of the stadium. And it was just like, so what should they name the the new stadium? Wrong answers only. And uh, anyway, I had to turn my Twitter notifications uh, off because, I mean, it turned into a comment fest and which was great. But that, I mean, people are like arguing in the comments. People are like <laughs> Patriots fans are getting 
called out. People are being petty. It's hilarious. But anyway, I just wanted to uh, highlight some of the best ones because there were some really good ones on there. Fake future names of the stadium. Um, Sports Rock, who is uh, Ryan Sullivan, um, said Erie County Taxpayer Stadium. Um, Skeet Squeetersaurus um, said the 12th Man Stadium. Tribute to who paid for it. <laughs> just funny. The house that Josh built. Um, oh, was, they was should, a that should one. be in italics, whatever, it, whatever it is named it, that should be italicized. <laughs> yeah. I like this one. I'm going through the quote tweets right now, John, the people who uh-huh. quoted it and said stuff, the tuna factory hashtag squish the fish. Oh uh, yeah. I saw I that, like one. that one. Uh, the South town super yacht financing center. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Cole Beasley center for vaccination stadium. True. That was that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy Nathan Peterman Stadium pick six home games bundles now. <laughs> yes, hilarious. Hidden Valley Ranch was also a popular answer. Um, Bills Mafia of Kazakhstan tweeted the Grand Stadium of the Great Grizzly Bear. Josh Allen, of course. Pat, true, if you true. follow that account, right? Please tell me you follow Bills Mafia of Kazakhstan. Man. Uh, Dude, I, if you love Borat, you need to follow that. It's it's a parody. Borat it's, is of Borat is from Kazakhstan. His exactly. Yes. Make very much so, money. So, <laughs> so, um, so somebody on Twitter created a parody account that basically envelops the character Borat as a Bills fan. Yo, this one's funny. Sorry, John. It's from Mike. It's called Buffalo's Bill. Uh, it's like the bill for the city, but it's yes. the name of the team. <laughs> That's a ride homer. I think that I, I think that I'll get that on the ride home. Uh, <laughs> there you go. The other one that I saw was uh, Mac Jones daycare. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I think that one's the winner. I got that. I, like, I forgot somebody. I can't find the handle. You could um, you one. could have it. Kimberly Pagula's pregame cookie factory, but um, <laughs> that's it. She does make the cookies before the game. Yes. Yes. But Mac and t- Mac and Tua's toddler center. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a good, we had another good topic today. So we got Ryan Bates. This is like a huge thing. And I mean, we don't have a ton of time to spend on it, but I mean, they matched the offer that the bears offered. So we don't have figures yet. By the time this comes out on Wednesday, I, I bet we'll have figures, um, but they matched the offer sheet. And so the offensive line is secured. And to me, that means that's really huge because you don't have to go into this draft thinking that you have to draft a first or second round offensive lineman. And that really opens up your options at cornerback and wide receiver in the first two rounds, which this is a good class for both of those positions. So I'm excited. Like give me a skill position in the, in, in the first round. Like it's been a while. I mean, we've been drafting defensive linemen in the yeah. first round for, for a while now. So it'll be, it'll be exciting. I'll, I'll be more excited on draft night than I have been since they drafted Josh Allen. So, which we weren't, no one was, oh, sorry, I was, I was <laughs> screaming fair into the to bring the heat for this, Pat, because you're right Pat, with me. No one was excited, though. Hey, no Pat, one was excited. The louder, the louder that Pat yells, the closer he gets to the mic. Now, it's just, <laughs> you just got to flip it in the opposite direction. The louder you want to be, the farther away you got to get. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I can act like I was excited now, though, but everyone was like, oh, my God, why didn't we get Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold has great hair. And I remember being <laughs> in the SUNY Brockport parking lot talking with my dear friend Tyler Ham rest in peace no I'm kidding he's still alive but um, <laughs> oh my goodness I was <laughs> like I, dude I just got scared for a minute, <laughs> oh my God, I, yeah, I was like I haven't yeah. talked to Tyler in a second <laughs> but I just remember Tyler being like 
well, he could be good. He's really big. And me being like, yeah, he is big. And then <laughs> kind of going from there. So I, I don't yeah. know if I call that excited. Yo, my story from that draft night is, is something that I'll carry with me. Cause it's funny. You remember where you were when he was drafted. I was working mm-hmm. the draft party in the field house at the stadium. I was with Lorenzo Alexander and his kids giving tours of the locker room. And my buddy from hockey comes out to me right as they're about to make the pick. They announced the trade up and I'm standing there next to my buddy, Matt. I was like, Matt, I'm going to hold this ticket stub. I was like, you heard me here. Say it now. This ticket stub's going to stay in my glove box to my car because when Josh Rosen wins us a Super Bowl, I'm going to be like, yo, we love this guy from the start. And when they picked Josh Allen, I was so shook. I mean, I said nothing. I was silent. There was booze in the building when they picked Josh. Like people booed. You got the wrong Josh. Like, how can you do this? Same old bills, yada, yada, yada. And I was like very shook. And I'm like, I guess we're on team Josh Allen. now. And I just remember yeah. going home and watching all of his highlights, trying to sell myself on this guy. Um, well, I mean, in hindsight, though, too, do you really want the kid from Los Angeles whose daddy was a sports surgeon and only got into football after playing competitive tennis until the age of 12? Hey, or do you want I, this? Hey, <laughs> hey, I got I got a tennis jersey on right yeah. now. Yeah. No. Or do you yeah, want, or do you want the, the, the local legend, every town has that one guy that they say could have gone pro, but is back on the farm actually leading your team. <laughs> so I mean, in hindsight, in hindsight, I can see why Josh was picked and why Josh Rosen is trash, but, um, you know, and it, it's funny. Cause it comes, it probably came down to the interviews. Like how can you not love anything Josh he's, says he's ever? Very lovable guy. I was, I remember, sorry, John, I'll keep this short. I remember the story that Josh Allen was like, I remember thinking about this, like, oh, this is weird that this guy's doing this. But I guess he was such good friends with that quarterback class, right? Sam and him are good friends, Baker, Lamar, all those guys, that he would go into the rooms before their meetings and, like, tell them all the interview questions that they were asked um, just to, like, prep each other for stuff and play little pranks. But that was, like, Josh that did all of that. He was the center of the camaraderie. And, like, you see that now, but you don't really think about it then. But like he he's like galvanizing his other competitors just to like, you know, go be the best that you can be. And like that totally translates on the field. Yeah, we got the right guy. That's for damn sure. But that's a cool story, honestly, like that whole thing. But I was pretty neutral when it happened. I didn't know enough about either of them. And I was like, cool, we traded up for a quarterback. Maybe they won't suck. <laughs> So I was, I can't I was even tell you how, how on the Josh Rosen train I was. I even called in like multiple times to WGR to talk about him. Like, I don't ever do that. And that was like <laughs> the phase that I went through when I was like, yo, I need to tell yeah. people Josh Rosen's going to be That's hilarious. Good. And obviously I died on that hill. I'm still on it. Dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you got, you got rolled off the hill. Your dead body was rolled off the hill. Josh carried me. He picked me up. He came back for his fallen comrade and was like, no man left no, behind. Let's go no, to he, the Super Bowl. He threw, he threw you off the hill. But All right. Well, uh, we're going to do some quotes. We haven't done this segment in a long time because we've had so much to talk about lately with free agency. So Pat is going to read us some quotes. It's just some wacky NFL quotes that were said by a player coach could have been anybody associated with the NFL and uh, we're going to try to guess who said it. So I, I love the segment. I wish we could do this more often. So Pat, thanks for prepping this, but fire away, dude. All right, boys. Um, the first quote comes from a university of Miami legend. Um, this man was drafted to replace Terrell Davis in Denver 
Um, he only played two years there before playing for the Redskins. And I can say the Redskins because that's what they were called when he played for them. But um, this player, <laughs> quite a character, quite a character. For the entire, I want to say 2006 season, maybe 2007. This is like one of my early like watching Sports Center memories. He would wear a different costume every week. So he had some, like for instance, um, week eight of that season, he was Southeast Jerome wearing a flowing black cape, Lone Ranger mask, clown style, oversized yellow sunglasses perched atop a shaggy black wig. Um, in week nine, he was Dr. I don't know, wearing a huge bright red, orange wig, pink ornamental glasses, a thick black Victorian style mustache and announced the death of the previous week's character, Southeast Jerome. This player also was just arrested in February for defrauding the NFL, um, making false insurance claims. This man's quote, which I think is very, very relative. He said, if you all see me in the news and I make the news for something that ain't got no business making it for, don't bash me. Say it was a young guy living. Damn, that was a great lead up. That was good. He's one of my all-time favorite Washington Redskins. I remember when he did the costume stint for the entire year, just laughing so hard. And he had one that was like a cop character. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Um, let's see. Oh God. He would like wear a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. Um, can I guess somebody? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he played on that 2001 Miami team too, that won the national championship with, uh, Mr. Ken Dorsey at QB. Button Portis. Yup. Really? Damn, I didn't know that. Wow! Uh, Brandon was looking at I promise you I didn't look it up. What? You were looking at your phone the whole time. I'm ordering a t-shirt from 26 shirts. (laughs) That's the old (laughs) Sabres logo and it expires like tomorrow. But I remember iconically week 10 of that season, Sheriff going get you wearing a Led Zeppelin t-shirt, bad teeth dentures, big glasses. And he said he's going to Tampa to investigate the disappearance of two weeks prior Southeast Jerome. So yeah, he was, he was in a whole <laughs> like uh, whatever costume uh, live theater um, broadcasts. So I, I remember that very fondly and enjoying just watching him being a goofball. The only um, reason I knew that was him because the bills play in 07 or 08 and it's Jason Campbell and they Ryan Lindell runs on the field to click, kick a buzzer beater field goal. That's 55 yards. Oh, and they that, called it was that game. They called the back-to-back timeouts and they yeah. moved the ball five yards. John, I remember maybe we watched this. That the Sean, that's the Sean Taylor game. Honestly, it was a 15 yard penalty on sportsman like for calling yeah. back-to-back timeouts. And, Oh gosh, who was the the coach? Was the NASCAR Joe guy? Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. Thank you. Well, Joe Gibbs won it with them. Uh, he won it with uh, Doug Johnson and with uh, Mark Ripon. So he he had um, beat the Bills actually in the Super Bowl. So that was a great game. I vividly remember like watching Lindell nail the fifty five yarder because he still kicked it even yep. when they went to freeze him again, and he nailed it. And I'm like, oh, we got it in the bag. That's why me and my Marshawn Lynch jersey, like peak fanhood right there. Yeah. Yeah. Pat, you got any more? I do. I have three more. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Let's do one more and let's save the other two for next week and remember to do it too. Cause I I definitely want to keep this segment going. This is a good one. I'll read it in this person's voice, but try (laughs) not to give it away. I love these. (laughs) My wife. (laughs) she still gives me a hard time and says I hunt too much or I like to play golf too much. And she's probably right, but it sure beats some of the things I used to do. This player said upon retirement. 
Do we get a retirement year? No. <laughs> He's from Mississippi. Oh. oh, it's not Brett Favre. Yeah, well, that's why I was. That's why I had a couple of them pick because I knew you would. I knew you would guess Brett Favre. Um, is it oh, not Brett Favre? It is. It is Brett Favre. Yeah. Oh, nice. baby. Let's All right, go. I got one more. I got one more. I will run through it. I remember him saying that about golf. I was like, okay. you don't golf, Brett. So he said, and I'll kind of try to read it in this this man's voice. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. You can't turn the ball over five times like that in one game. Holy crap. I don't know who the hell we think we are when we do something like that. Unbelievable. And then um, local beat reporter Tim Bragg said, Hey, coach, you're probably going to have to win out to make the playoffs. Um, And then this guy said, What's that? And he repeated the question. And this guy said, playoffs. <laughs> and you guys know the rest, but I'm just wondering if you guys oh, can remember oh, who it is. Oh, oh, uh, oh, I know. I, I can literally now. see this guy's face. Uh, like I knew this was from the start. Uh, like, playoffs. Talk uh, about playoffs. Uh, he's not dead. I don't think he's dead. No, he's only 60 years old. Oh, no, actually, no, no, he, he's old as f- Um, Let's see. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's 86 years old. He's still kicking, but he's 86 years old. I want to say he coached for like a team that wears blue. Yeah, he was a uh, yeah. Colts coach when Peyton really? first started. Okay. He I was don't know Peyton's coach from, from Peyton's rookie year to 2001, immediately followed by Tony Dungy. Who got... He he's looks, 0 six. He, I can see his face. He kind of looks like Marv Levy a little bit. Yeah, he does. He's 0-6 yeah. career in the NFL postseason as a head coach. I'm never going to be able to remember this name. His son was the He's like her. His son was the his son was the <laughs> offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. He might have even been. Let me see. His son might have even been the coach for the Seahawks for a second. His, his son is currently the coach of UConn, sharing the same name. Um, he was the head coach, yes, of the Atlanta Falcons from 2004 to 2006, and the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks in 2009. So he got replaced by Tony Dungy and Pete Carroll. No, his son got replaced by Pete Carroll. Oh, oh okay. Jonathan, Brandon, you're just going to have to say the name because there's no way it's going to come to mind. I'm I'm bad with names in the first place, much less names that I haven't thought this about guy, in years. This guy, when you hear the quote, playoffs, you think about playoffs, like you just know this guy's a Jimmy. Jimmy. Lessa, but the opposite. <laughs> Mara? <laughs> Yeah, Jim Mora. Jim Mora Sr. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I knew that quote. I I guess I didn't even know that name as well. Yeah, man. Jim Mora. People always I always used to get Jim Mora and Dick Vermeil messed up as kids, but Dick Vermeil would just straight up there. Dude, this guy, Dick Vermeil would be crying in the post conferences. Like every win or lose. And Jim Mora would be getting fired up and I'd always mix him up. But yeah, Jim Mora, classic line. I was gonna do the Denny Green, but I knew that if I did they are who we thought they were, that you guys would guess that. I, I get so. those two guys mixed up, actually. Those two quotes are like they live in the same part of my brain. As far as like historic NFL iconic quotes from coaches at press conferences. But I'll have some good ones coming. I like the one about Clinton Portis though. Cause at the end of the day, it's just a young guy in his prime, right? I mean, mistakes yeah, are mistakes, one. but you know, once you're 40 and you're getting arrested for defrauding the NFL, you, that's not a young guy being young. It's just Oops. a dude. It's just a dude committing, you know, whatever. 
um, some sort of embezzlement. Fraud. Yeah. Fraud. Yeah, it's fraud. I'm sorry. That's what he's locked up for right now. But um, <laughs> good game. Good name. Good name. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. Uh, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. Thanks for um, replying to our tweets and interacting and like a um, lot, but, a lot, a lot of notifications. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lot. But anyway, uh, thank you guys all for listening. We'll be back on Friday slash Wednesday to record this episode. Uh, Pat, you look great. You look great. Happy birthday. Yep. Thanks, happy birthday, Pat. Happy 60th episode. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. So, go, uh, Bills. go Bills. Go Bills.